Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor and the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Red Circle, also the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Make sure you hit like, subscribe, and turn the notifications on. Also, check out the new Off the Floor. It's now on Discord. It's got about 20 times as many features as the old Off the Floor, and we're adding more to it. You can find the link to sign up in the description to this episode. Also, Alex did that. Also, on the very top of my Twitter account at Five Reasons Sports. So check it out. We got 24-7 chats there on the Heat and a lot else also updates from all the hosts q a's and more check it out the new off the floor also check out better edge use the code 5 rsn that's the number 5 rsn you get 20 dollars to play our tournaments are only 10 bucks for nfl three dollars for nba so you do the math you're ending some free tournaments as soon as you sign up again you're betting against others who use it it's a social betting product you are not betting against a bookie not someone from offshore it's totally legal in the state of florida so use betteredge.com the code 5RSN. And now, today's episode. Down to Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, welcome back to Five on the Floor. Here's today's floor plan. I'm Ethan Skolnick. You can follow me at Ethan J. Skolnick at Five Reasons Sports. We've got Greg Sylvander. You can follow him at Greg Sylvander. The Miami Heat do not play again until Saturday. They've got a back-to-back Atlanta and San Antonio. They're now 4-4 four and four on the season. They don't have Tyler Hero. The Tyler, up, Tyler Hero update came in just after we finished the podcast. Isn't that always what happens uh, here? But you should still check out the podcast that Alex and I did because we went into who might start. We, we agree on that. We both think it's going to be Duncan Robinson. Uh, but also uh, how they generate offense without him since they've been a horrific offensive team with Tyler off the floor this season. It's been about 16 points difference when he's on the floor as opposed to off the floor. And Greg, that tees up this episode because now we know that t- Tyler's going to be out for about two weeks, maybe longer. They said two weeks, a couple of weeks before he's evaluated. Now, they did say that about Haywood Highsmith, too, and he actually came back before the two weeks were over with. I'm not anticipating that that will happen in this case. You don't take a chance with ankle sprains for one of your top three players. Um, Typically, that kind of ankle sprain, grade two, is about three weeks. So he'll be somewhere in that two to four week area, I would believe. Probably start to hear him getting back on the court after a couple of weeks. Um, and that's a significant number of games that he's going to be missing, and including a lot of them on the road. Because still, even after they just played one on the road, eight of their next nine are on the road, pretty much taking you to the end of November. So 
Greg, I guess you and I do everything in this, you know, there's a transaction episode here. Uh, it's a narrative episode here. Uh, we start to get into these. And, and there's a reasonable question to be asked um, as we assess the East so far and also now Tyler's injury and how the Heat have played, all three of those things together. Does this make the Heat more or less likely to make a move? Um, and I'm, I'm going to let you start because I, I kind of know what I'm going to be hearing from them. So you tell me, do, first thing, do you think it should make them more likely to make a move? And second, do you think it actually will? No. And no, actually. Uh, and that probably won't go over well with every listener. And I know that there's fans clamoring for a move, and I, I want one as well. I mean, I've I've talked about that, and I won't you know, go into it again. But for the purposes of this episode, for me, it's really early still. They're two and a half games out of the one seed in the, in the conference, so parity is on their side. And also, I just think that this team has been very conservative with making moves so far with this build. And so I just don't see why they would all of a sudden without the ability to uh, evaluate every aspect of this together as it stands, as they intended for it to be, I don't see them then shaking it up further. Uh, I could be wrong about that, but I, I just, and I also, as I look around the league with the parody as it is, because even the last place team in the East, not that they're going to rise up there, they're only five games back of the one seed. So everybody is still kind of in this, maybe we could make a season out of this phase. And to me, that's not going to make people start to take risk. They're going to mitigate risk for the time being. So to me, as much as everyone would love for this to be the moment that they go get more reinforcements, because obviously they could use another guard at this point. There's probably a couple other things at the top of the list. I, I don't see it now. I think that this is still probably a trade deadline situation for this team and probably most of the teams in the league. All right, so I want to look at the standings here to, to put this into context, and then I'll I'll sort of back into this because I, I think there's one phrase you said there that is similar to the kind of phrasing that I think the Heat will use to explain why they are not especially active during this period, which is that I think they're going to say they want to see their team whole, and that's that's a discussion that we should have here before the end of this podcast because my belief is that your team is never whole um and and that's been the reality of the heat for the past few years so that's my expectation there but uh just looking at the standings i actually think some things have shaken out actually um because if you look at the look at the, the 15 teams in totality okay who are the bottom four right now Pretty much every, the teams we expected to be the bottom four. This is true. Okay. So, and again, I mean, we're not talking about huge degrees of difference. I mean, uh, the team in 12th is a half game behind the team in 11th. But just looking at the standings, who's 15? The Pistons. Well, we've discussed the Pistons, you know, being in this selling position. We expected that. They're in, like, year 82 of their build. Um, and they have some veteran players that they really don't need for this build. We've talked about Bogdanovich. We've talked about Monte Morris, both of whom have been out. There's no reason for them to rush those guys back. They're not really trying to win games in Detroit right now. And then Joe Harris, another guy that we've talked about as someone that they might want to move because he's got uh, he's got extra time in that contract. Who's right above them? 14th, the Hornets. Uh, another team uh, you're familiar with. You're going to see them against the Heat. 
uh, here shortly. But the Hornets, a team that we know is still in a rebuild phase. People got a little excited about them in the preseason. I couldn't really figure out why. Um, but again, two and five, they're doing about what we expected. And they have some players, whether it's Rozier, et cetera, who uh, may become available or attractive. Okay, who's right above them or tied with them? The Wizards, two and five. We've seen them already. They're not going anywhere. Um, you know, they're, they're kind of reshaping it. I, I don't like their build. I mean, to me, Jordan Poole is not a build-around type player. He's a, no. a destructive player for your roster. Um, they got Kuzma scoring a lot. It's not leading to anything. They have some players uh, that I think might be interesting uh, to the Heat, including Tyus Jones, uh, you know, here eventually. Another one we've discussed. Who's right above them or tied with them uh, in terms of the three games under 500 in 12th place? The Bulls. Um, the Bulls' top three, DeRozan, Levine, and uh, and Vucevic, that's the worst three-man combination in the league right now by Whoa. net rating. Damn. That's a failed build. It's not. It's, that's not a rebuild. That's The Bulls are a failed build. And so what's probably going to happen there is probably Billy's going to get fired because uh, that's what happens in failed builds. Um, and But will they move guys? And a guy I would love for the Heat to be able to poach is Caruso, but uh, somebody that Durant praised the other night. So, uh, again, I think it's one thing to say, well, nobody's really jumped ahead. And that's true if you look at the top. But if you look at the four teams at the bottom and who may be available for, for to make moves, those teams are sort of accelerating the process. It's a good point. Towards towards gutting their rosters more. And so we'll see what happens. Now, the top 11, I would agree with you. If you look at it, you know, the Sixers are 6-1, six and one, and they're a team we're going to have to talk about more because they're interesting. They, they finally looks like, at least for now, they've gotten away from we have to have stars uh, with Embiid, and they just allowed Maxi to develop into a star, and they've added a lot of really good role players. I do not understand the Clippers trade at all with them. I think it helped Philadelphia significantly for now, and also their picks will allow them to upgrade the roster if they need to. Celtics are five and two, about what we expected. Uh, the Pacers have been really interesting, and we're going to see them this week. Uh, they're they're scoring at a record record pace. Their point guard's terrific. Uh, they can't defend anybody, so we'll see what plays out there. The Hawks, we see them next, five and three. They've paired the roster a little bit. Uh, you know, I, again, I never trust the Hawks, but I think they'll be better coached than they've been in previous years. Quinn Snyder has a system in, so we'll see. The Bucks five and three. Lillard doesn't play. Giannis scores six thousand points. They lose. He makes some mistakes at the end. I think they're about what we expected, but I don't think that the Dame fit has been quite as seamless, and he's playing horrific defense right now. And then you have, like you said, then there's the rest. The Heat are tied at four and four with the Nets, the Knicks the Raptors, and the Magic. All teams that we thought could be in that mix with the Magic rising up a little bit. Raptors kind of unclear of their direction. Knicks and Nets are slightly plus 500 teams in terms of their rosters. And right now they're at 500. And the only team that's been really a disappointment so far is the Cavs at three and five. But the 11 teams are the 11 teams. So here's here's how I view it and what they're going to, how they're going to, uh, go with this what you said we want to see our team hold whole to me that's going to be their guiding philosophy because it typically is uh it's you know we want to see our group all together we haven't had a chance to see that now in this case they have seen it a little bit but 
it's going to be, well, Caleb wasn't healthy. And then this guy. And again, to start there, Greg, I'm not pushing them to make a move just to make a move. I'm not that person. But I don't want to hear that a month or two from now. That that's that's you know if if the team's struggling, well, we need to see them whole, um, because they never get whole. And that's such a great point. In the NBA, nobody gets whole anymore. So like, what are, you'll be waiting forever, right? Right, right, right. So so that shouldn't be the excuse. The the, the excuse should be there's not a deal that we like. There's not a deal that we believe is worth you know, spending the first round asset on. Or the other thing is, I, I, again, I, I, as we go through the standings here, it could be we're playing pretty well right now without him. We'll be fortified when he comes back and nobody's run away in the East. Like that's another explanation. Mm-hmm. Now, in your view, looking at this conference, do you think somebody will run away? No, I don't. Of these other 10 teams? I really don't. I, I think that this is going to be a situation where, I mean, Indy picked off Milwaukee last night. Philadelphia picked off Boston uh, the day before. Like there's weird. And I say picked off, even though Philadelphia is ahead. Uh, I think a lot of people thought Boston, they were the betting favorite for that game. They'd been yeah. the one seed. Uh, I just think it's going to be a weird year like that where teams go up and down and fluctuate. Obviously I think we know who the, the top teams are in the conference but this is what the league wanted. They wanted all the teams to feel like they had a shot for as long as possible because it also could create situations where those four bottom teams that I think we've all settled on are probably the bottom four that are going to stay around there, Chicago, Washington, Charlotte, Detroit. Could you have the 11 teams above them in bidding wars for the players that are going to be there? Uh, and right. what does that mean for the Heat? And how can they compete in certain situations, etc.? So that's where I just, at this juncture, I don't see a telegraphed pass to a deal that makes a ton of sense. Um, and I don't see anyone running away with the conference. So it may actually be more prudent to say that it's going to be less about the team being whole and more about nobody ran away. So what the hell do, why would we, you know, overexert ourselves and send an extra asset out or disrupt chemistry, whatever you want to say, when you're only, you know, a game or two or three back from being, you know, right at the top of the conference. Well, and there's another part to that, too, where the other explanation could be, well, it doesn't even matter if another team in the conference runs away because we made the finals as a seven seed that dropped to an eight seed in the play-in last year. Now, that's dangerous thinking, if that's the case, if that's where this goes. But, again, there's enough out there to explain not making a move. And you're right, there will be a lot of teams in competition for – you know, sort of the useful, you know, mid-career veterans that are going to be out there as options because those teams don't really need those players. Uh, and, and some of them will be trying to sink to the bottom as the season goes on. And, you know, that's typically what happens. Coach gets fired, and then all of a sudden it's, okay, we're going to just try to accumulate, you know, the, the most lottery balls that we possibly can. All right, uh, on the other side of this, well, I want to look at the West because I, I do think that influences it also. We just talked about the East, but what players may be available from the West. But I've mentioned some of those in the East. Again, guys, we've talked about Tyus Jones, Monte Morris, uh, you know, uh, Rozier, et cetera, you know, Caruso, Levine, um, you know, on a higher plane here, you know, that these are, those four teams have players. They've got useful players, but 
will the Heat actually do anything? Um, and does it make sense to do anything? That's another question. We do want to mention something that does make sense to do. If you've got water damage, mold damage, reach out to Water Cleanup of Florida, WCUFL.com. That's WCUFL.com, your one-stop water and mold cleanup shop. But also, it's a preventative shop. We know the insurance companies don't always take care of everything after the fact. So reach out to Water Cleanup of Florida. It's WCUFL.com. Michael Robert and his team, they'll take care of you. Good people, honest people, state certified, the whole deal. Uh, more than 75 star reviews on Google. So reach out to him, WCUFL.com at Water Cleanup of Florida. If you've got the schmutz, they do have the guts. Hey, it's Ethan Skolnick for Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. As you know, we heard from Pat Riley recently. Everybody has an opinion on trades, free agency, who they should keep, who they should give up. Who they should get. Well, whatever it is that Riley and the Heat do, you don't want them giving up too much and getting too little, right? Well, the same is true of shaving products. And that's why I use Harry's shaving products. I love the way it handles. I love the way it looks. And I love the quality of the shave. I have a little bit of trouble growing out a good beard. So better to just shave it off and make sure that it looks somewhat professional. These are German-engineered blades made in their own factory. So they stay sharp longer. means you can use them Longer and also they've got customizable delivery options for scheduled refills as low as two bucks, half of what you pay for other big brands. Also, I would recommend the shaving lotion as well and the body wash. So check it out. You can go to Harry's.com backslash five. That's Harry's.com backslash five. You'll get a $13 trial set for just three bucks. Again, don't pay too much and get too little. Same is true of shaving as NBA transactions. Harrys.com backslash five for your $3 trial set. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. So let's look at the West real quick because I also think this is instructive because the West is set up a little bit differently. And in fact, um, there are more teams off the slow starts in the West than in the East, actually. Uh, and there's one team that just looks better than everybody else, and it's the Nuggets. And it, they look better than everybody else, even though they lost their number six and seven players off the rotation from last year. They've just they've got this development from within thing uh, that is somewhat similar to the Heat's, although uh, in their case, what they're doing is they're doing kind of what the Heat are doing with Hawkes now, which is they're drafting these guys in the, towards the end of the first round who are ready to play out of college and then they only need like one year we're seeing with christian braun right now um in his second season peyton watson they've, they've got some excuse me other interesting players on that roster but they just kind of plug in because they know that if a guy's ready to play plays the right way that basically Jokic is going to make them better and that's yeah. all they really need now they're going to be without murray for a few weeks now too so they, i mean he's got an injury so they may set back a little bit but again they look like uh the class of the league right now and the class of their conference the Mavericks are off to a good start at six and two. The Wolves are five and two. That's very Anthony Edwards related. Like he's carried it over from the offseason. The Warriors are six and three, and a couple of their losses have been close losses. They're actually against good teams, including the Nuggets. They're playing pretty well. The Thunder, we thought, was a rising team. They look like it. They're five and three. Chet's been terrific. 
I think for surprises so far, the Rockets winning four straight, uh, we thought they might be a team that, you know, could continue to kind of sell as they're building uh, with, you know, they've added some free agents, obviously, but mostly a young core. Uh, uh, Greg and I are upset because we both wanted Sangoon in our uh, in our fantasy uh, draft, and we, we, we own a team together, and he's been even better than advertised. Uh, the Suns have had injuries, four and four. The Pelicans, you know, kind of about where expected, four and four. I thought the Kings would slip back. They've started three and four. The Clippers, I don't know what they're doing, honestly. So weird. Three and four. Spurs, three and five. We'll see them this week. The Lakers, three and five. We've seen them already. The Blazers, we don't talk about the Blazers. Um, let's come. What's that movie? That Disney movie? We don't talk about Bruno. We don't talk about Cronin. Uh, and then the, the Jazz are two and seven. And, and the Grizzlies, we just saw, they're just injury ravaged at one and seven. So there, there's a couple teams that jump out there to me, Greg, as trade uh, possibilities. The Jazz to start. Mm-hmm. Because see, last year they they got off to this terrific start that nobody expected before they kind of soft tanked into the end of the year. But they've been we've discussed them as a trade possibility for the Heat, even though Danny Ainge is there. A two and seven start would seem to expedite that. Um, would you? I mean, like Colin Sexton would help the Heat right now, like without Tyler Hero, he ability to play both spots and guard. Um, I mean, do you see any of those teams that jump out to you as like, okay, maybe they're more likely to make a move with you now? I feel like Utah is the one. You, know, you, you yeah. hit the nail on the head there. Portland is not worth talking about. I don't see L.A. making anything drastic as they're at the bottom of the, the com- 12th in the conference right now. And then the Clippers is the weird one where I think that there's like a little bit of a subconscious thought around the league that they could be a blow it up candidate at some point. But to me with what they just did with James Harden, that means they're going to see this year out at least. And so I don't know what that means. They may make some sort of adjustment trade at some point, but it's not going to be punting on the Kawhi Paul George experience yet. I don't think so. That's where this just, I think Utah is the one and probably in the East, it's some combination of Chicago or Detroit that would be the other ones that are the teams with the players that I think could help Miami the most and also would be most willing to do deals. I mean, like Utah, Kelly Olenek would help Chris Dunn. He's playing eight minutes or 12 minutes a game. Mm-hmm. He, he's got some point of attack defense. Shout out to Bernie Lee. That's his, uh, um, his guy there. Colin Sexton, you mentioned Jordan Clarkson. I mean, I don't think they'll ever trade him, but if they did, I mean, he right. would be able to help. So there's lots of different guys. Um, Again, though, and I, it's weird that I've arrived in this space because this is not the space I've op- occupied for the last decade of, of social media, et cetera. I just don't – I don't know that at, as negotiations start that the Heat can necessarily step up with the type of offer that will get something done this early without over-offering for something. And so mm-hmm. that's just where I'm just a little weary of being like – yeah, you know, I emoji, here comes a trade because I just don't know that they can necessarily negotiate like that because when they've tried to negotiate for even bigger trades and et cetera, they've had negative pushback on assets, et cetera. Yeah, and, and I think when you look at some of the Heat's assets, which is the other part of this, you don't want to trade Jaime Hawkes. <laughs> like, like we look at that a little bit differently. Now, now we haven't Agreed. seen – we haven't seen Jovic really, um, and I don't know 
if they've changed their view on Jovic in any way long-term, it certainly seems like short-term he's the one that's having trouble getting the minutes. But the other part of this, too, is that there are some the teams can't trade certain players yet anyway, and some of those players are useful for filler, um, if nothing else. You know, some of the like guys Chris that Dunn. were signed this, this offseason, correct, right. So they may have to wait until December, uh, mid-December to do some of that stuff. You know, players are on different dates when it comes to that. But I think the overall thought here, and, and we, we may do another episode later today, kind of looking back at the off season and some of the guys that the heat passed on and a couple of guys they've brought in who are struggling a little bit. Uh, but as far as the, the, the trade scenario here, I don't think, I guess my overall conclusion here is I don't think they'll do anything just because Tyler is out. I think if, if Tyler was going to be out three months, then we might actually be having a conversation about right. pivoting the other way um, where you don't make the desperation move to improve, but maybe you look to sell off at some point. Um, but I don't think that a two to three week injury, which is what we're looking at maybe four at the most is the kind of thing that, that there is going to say, okay, now we have to do something. Cause again, I think they feel like they can stay sticky enough to some of these teams that are kind of in that 500 mix in the East. And also, I don't think enough teams have established themselves as like clear sellers going forward. But I would watch those four teams in these because I, I, to me, the one that's most likely to blow things up right now is Chicago. Agree. The other three have been on this trajectory for a while, but with the Bulls, there were there were legitimate hopes with this build. They kind of went all in on the Vucevic part of this. It hasn't worked, and I, I'll always believe that their build could have worked if Lonzo had been healthy, but. He's not going to be healthy, and they they haven't really found a solution there to replace him. And the DeRozan Levine thing has just never really been a great fit from the start. So that's the one to watch is to me is the Bulls, uh, but I don't think anything's going to happen right now. So uh, we'll see, and I'm sure I'm going to hear it. We like our team. We want to see our team whole. Greg, thanks to you, thanks to our sponsors, Water Cleanup of Florida. You got the schmutz, they got the guts, and better edge. Use code 5RSN. And we're just going to keep telling you this. Sign up for Off the Floor. And also for our 2K tournament at, at Rock Esports. We'll have a lot more on that going forward. Have a good day, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Five on the Floor on the Five Reason Sports Network. After all, someone needs to listen to my dad. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.